Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. We are not all living the same type of life, and sometimes there is no one more painfully aware of that fact than the childless not-by-choice person. And that's why this platform, this podcast, that's why they were created. But the great news is people of all demographics listen to this podcast. That means the awareness and conversation are taking place globally. And when that happens globally, the childless not by choice are no longer stigmatized, bullied, or ignored. And how awesome is that? Well, let's get started. Welcome to episode 100. I am saying the words, welcome to episode 100. I cannot believe it. If you only knew what it took to get here, especially (laughs) in the more recent times. Oh my goodness, the drama of it all. But I am here to say that I'm still standing, the podcast is still standing, and the platform is still standing. And there are people still tuning in and listening and giving feedback and Oh, listening. And I'm so excited to be here because when I started this podcast in November of 2014, I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't know I would get to episode 100 or 10 or 9 or 8. I didn't know what I was doing, you guys. I had no idea. And here we are, episode 100. There are people that have come and gone in the the background, people that I thought would be around forever. I just thought that everything was running smoothly. And even when I had an episode that needed to be fixed on the back end, I just felt like, okay, let's do this. And I thought I had the right people around me and all of that. But as we approached episode 100, oh my goodness, So many things just completely fell apart and fell to pieces. And I had no idea at one point what I would do. That was in September when I felt like I did not know if I could continue on with the podcast and um, keep it at the standards that I had set for it, it and the the platform on a whole, because um, I believe in doing everything with a spirit of excellence, no matter what. Even if you don't have the big bucks like the big guys, you can still do the best with what you have. And uh, when when things started falling apart, oh my gosh, I was at a loss, at a complete loss. So let me tell you, this episode 100 is, is music to my ears. The words episode 100, I'm just letting it sink in because, oh, it's been, it's been tough, but... That's how it is for everybody that's made something out of nothing. And uh, a lot of those household names now, they started from nowhere, from nothing. They were nobody to anybody and everybody on this planet. And now you know them by just one name, just their first name. And you know who we're talking about. So let me tell you, (laughs) Wow. I, I I could so go into detail, but I won't because, like I said, I like to do things in a spirit of excellence. So let me carry on here and just say 
Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to everyone who's listened to every episode. And you have forgiven me when you've gone back to the very beginning and said, oh, wow, (laughs) what a start. (laughs) She's come a long way. (laughs) So thank you so very much to the people who have um, asked for certain topics to be covered and trusted me and my process and my podcast and my platform enough to say, Hey, can you cover this, this topic? And I've done it. And thank you so much for believing in this platform and the people who give via Patreon, my Patreon contributors, those people who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless, not by choice demographic or not, they have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount on a monthly basis. That means monthly, this certain dollar amount comes out of their credit card and they're good with that. And I want to thank them so much. Thank you very much, Jordan Morgan and Ivy Calhoun for all you do and uh, your monthly contributions. And right below their names is a spot for your name. It says your name here because, hey, episode 100 means I have paid my dues. And I know that there are podcasts out there with episodes in the fives and 500s and 600s. I listen to those podcasts, so I know they exist. And yet... 100 means that I have graduated to another level and it means that this podcast is also going to another level. I started this year with that and it will continue on through 2019 and beyond. We're taking this podcast to another level. And some of you know that little saying, new level, new devil. Well, you know, I'm still going. So Thank you very much for everybody, to everyone who's uh, made a financial contribution, um, made a contribution by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, uh, leaving posts on Facebook, on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, wherever you want to leave one, because I'm just about everywhere and I love it where I am. Some people only want to be on Facebook, some people only want to be on Twitter, and that's fine. There are all types of subject matters out there, and maybe you would be better off on Twitter and not so much on Facebook. But uh, the way I see it with my platform, I need to be everywhere. And that includes where the podcast is played. So you can hear it on um, on Spotify or iHeartRadio or on your favorite podcast player, such as Stitcher or Overcast or Castro or any of those Podbean, wherever you feel comfortable. And if you feel like you're low tech and you just want to listen on your laptop, go to the website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net. Click the podcast tab and all of the episodes are right there. So thanks again for tuning in. And this is an extra special episode because in this episode, I got the opportunity to um, invite several women from my platform. They're members of the platform and uh, four of them to be exact to join me on a conversation. And I, I just hope that you'll uh, listen to the words that they're saying. You know, I'm listening to them and I'm thinking, wow, these, these women found value in the podcast and on the platform, in the Facebook group, in the community group over on the website, because there is a community group over there where people can have all types of conversations. And they they found such value in 
so much cohesiveness and they found other women who were dealing with the same things that the, they were. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So um, I asked Joanna H., Tamika G., Sherry F., Joanna M., and myself to come on in and talk to each other. And we did this from literally all over the world because they were, they, some of them are from throughout the, the United States and one is from uh, another country. And you'll hear her accent and let you, I'll let you figure that out. But I just got all these women to come together and um, just take some, carve some time out for us to have this conversation. I just want to thank them so very much for that. So as I continued on with the conversation, I realized that, of course, of course, there was an issue with the recording. Of course, there was. They, they sound perfect on their end. They did everything they were supposed to do, and they sound fabulous. But when I went back and listened, on my end, it was horrible. It was horrible. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now. It was horrible on my end. It's like somebody had um, slowed down my recording to minus 10. So my voice was just distorted and just, it was just horrible. And uh, my podcast producer and I were trying to figure out how to fix this because this was my first time using this um, program and I'll, I'll never use it again. But um, we had to figure some things out. So what I'm going to do is narrate our conversation. And uh, that way you don't have to hear my horrible side because this is a re-record of my side is basically what I'm doing without getting too technical. So, hey, those are the ups and downs of being a podcaster. It's very technical. There's lots of valley moments as well as mountaintop moments. So although episode 100 is a mountaintop moment for me, the valley moment was going back and listening to the recording and finding that my guests sounded perfect and my side of the recording was awful. So I'm going to go ahead and narrate the whole thing. <laughs> what else can I do but um, laugh sometimes? Sometimes we've just got to laugh. The first question I had for these ladies was I asked how they found the, the, the platform. How did they find it and what did they do to find it? Here are their responses. I found the platform when I was, I was in another group and it was kind of a negative group, so I went searching for something else, and I came across your platform and read through it, and it was very positive. I noticed that people vented, but then there was hope and people building them up, and that's something that I needed, and so I have been on the platform, I think, for... I don't know, four or five months. Hi. I found the platform, I want to say maybe three years ago. I was a member of a different um, meetup group, and nobody showed up on my first meetup day. And I was really at a low point in my life, and um, I really felt I needed to uh, be around other women. And figure out how, you know, how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just Googled childlessness and I came across, uh, a podcast for the Child is Not by Choice group, Mm Sevilla Morgan. 
And uh, I started listening to the podcast on my lunch break while I was at work. From there, I've just been, you know, trying to plug in even more. You know, just by Googling, I found the the uh, Facebook page. And, you know, I just feel like I want to uplift other women. So I'm sticking with it. And I remember with Tamika, oh, my gosh, like I... I said in the original recording, she was just so quiet for so long, but she just completely turned a corner and now she's actually helping me run the group. So it was just amazing to see her turn around. And and Joanna H is also an admin. Tamika is a moderator. Joanna is an admin and they are so helpful to me on the group. The next question I had for them was how long had they been on the group on the platform and or listening to the podcast? And um, you'll get to hear their responses here and listen to Tamika's response um, because, again, she's going to tell you how long she's been on the group before she just turned that corner. I found the group a couple of years ago. I have been looking for somebody just to share my thoughts, my, my worries, and my grief with people who understood and who were not family that would have guilt if I talked. Yeah, so it's it's been just a place for me to discuss my issues in privacy and um, with people who understand and just don't say, get over it. And a lot of it I I read and listen, but I don't really um, share a lot or post a lot. But just Listen. reading what people say sometimes helps. I found the group through Facebook last year, mm-hmm. um, around about the summer time. Um, I was in a really hurting place, really low, um, and had been talking with friends about how I was feeling. Uh, and they suggested that you know there might be blogs or, or support groups um, through the internet. Um, so I just googled childless, and, and you know, quite a, a few sites came up. But I think similar to Joanna H, and um, just the positivity on your site, and um, the way that people would support and encourage one another, but say, you know, he, here's how it can get better, and that's what I was really looking for was that help to get better, to get to the place where. Um, I was walking a bit easier with my grief, even though the grief just doesn't ever go away. I just didn't want it to be the dominant thing in my life. Um, so I, I joined the, the Facebook group, and that was my first point of, of contact with Child Does Not Be Choice with Sibylla Morgan. It really has done everything that I had hoped that it would do. Um, when I shared a little bit of my story, people were like, I, I understand that, I get that, I have a similar condition to you, you know, mm-hmm. so I know how important it was for me at that point in time when I felt so vulnerable to be like sticking my nose out and saying, this is my situation, that people wrapped their arms around me. So I would always want somebody to feel like that when they joined the group. And then the next thing I asked them was, you know, how the platform, how has the platform helped with dealing with your childlessness? I am kind of unusual from most of the uh, ladies because I had a genetic disorder 
and knew when I was 15 I would not have children. And I was okay with that and was very open to adoption and fostering. And then when I got married and was in my early 40s and it dawned on me that I wouldn't adopt or foster, that was when my grief came. And so it was kind of a delayed grief because I had no issue at all with not having children biologically. And then I didn't really have to face the challenge until I was 40. I would say that I have accepted and I, from the very beginning, made the choice that there would be no holding grudges or um, any anger towards my spouse. Mm-hmm. And so from the very beginning, that was healthy because I, um, but I would say it was really hard for me when the next generation in my family started having kids. And then through various life circumstances, I don't really have any young children in my life. That's a little bit of my journey. I would like to say, think that I am childless, not by choice, but that is a piece of who I am, not who I am. It doesn't right. define me, but it's a piece of me. And then I asked, what was the road to acceptance like? Or are they still trying to get to acceptance? Um, okay. So... As far as my journey to acceptance, mine, I really kind of the same thing, thought I would adopt, just thought that was an option out there, and when that didn't become, didn't happen, it was sad, but I realized I didn't want to be angry and sad all the time, Um, because I was kind of bitter, like, I have seven siblings, and most of them have more than one child, but I think I was ruining relationships I could, and that I have now with my nieces and nephews, before by being so bitter, and so that's why this platform really helped me to see that I could move beyond that and be happy, like, in this situation, and my first podcast I listened to was called Pray for the Children, and it was an amazing one because it actually, when I listened to it, I started crying just because the fact that you were able to ask us to even step a little further and to look at the children who are parentless, and we didn't have to do huge things, but maybe just pray for them, and that just made me realize there's so much more that I can do to help others that are in hard situations, kids without parents, without me actually being their mother. And so I accept it by helping other children in my neighborhood and church. That's what helps me. I know. I have always heard that, but decided to try it. And it does work. Yeah, this is Joanna Joanna Aim here. And... I think my journey has been a really bumpy one. Mm -hmm. And I've had 
periods where I've felt more acceptance and then something changes in my circumstances and I found it harder again. Mm. Um, and part of the reason that I'm childless is because I've had a condition called endometriosis. Mm. Um, so it's been really difficult to even be well enough to come off the contraceptive pill to try. Um, and I've had um, people pray with me um, who've said that they've had very clear words from God that I was going to be a spiritual mum rather than a biological mum. But then when I got through a place of acceptance, somebody else had had a like almost like a prophetic dream and saw me with my daughter. Um, my relationship changed and, and my health changed and I was able to, to finally try for a baby in my 40s. Um, mm-hmm. But by then... It, it just didn't happen. Um, so I've had this kind of really long journey from like my early 30s through till now. But I think just just over this last year, um, sharing with women, getting the hope, getting a different focus, um, having people, you know, say to me, what, what else have you got in your life? Um, I've come to a much better place. And um one of one of my friends through Facebook um, had put a post up saying, you know, it's my daughter's 13th birthday. And this was just a couple of weeks ago. And I remember going to see her when the baby had just been born and she was in hospital and I was finishing knitting a jacket as my husband was driving down to the hospital. Um, and I was in so much inner torment that I couldn't yeah. actually stay in the room with her. I kind of went in, handed over this little jacket, said, oh, the baby's beautiful, how are you? <laughs> and then and then said, oh, I just need to nip to the loo, and I ran away because I didn't want her to, her, her to be feeling sad because of my sadness. So when, I, when that came up, I thought, my goodness, how far actually have I come in those 13 years from a point where yeah. I couldn't, even sit with a friend and share her joy to the point where I am today when I can go and see a new baby and I can hold a new baby for somebody else and you know I, I, I'm god mum to gorgeous little boy and a gorgeous little girl and spend lots of time with them so mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of getting to the place where the grief is there but it doesn't feel so raw and I think that means I'm coming to a place of acceptance I'm still on the journey, uh, although I'm feeling a lot better. And okay, I've come from a place of anger in the beginning. I I had the therapy. I had multiple surgeries for my uh, endometriosis and fibroids. Ooh, surgery after surgery. Prayers, lots of prayers. You know, being around people to kind of encourage me and help me along and, and it's kind of frustrating to say that I'm still on the journey because I don't know how to lose hope even though I've had my surgeries and I've still not get, gotten pregnant my fallopian tubes are pretty much shot <laughs> and uh, even though it looks like it's impossible I still can't lose hope 
You can't give up. Can I can I just say something here, Timika? It's sure. um, Joanna N here. Um, I'm now forty-seven, and it's only in this last year that I've given up that hope, and it was because I became so ill with my endometriosis. But right up until that point, I hadn't given up hope, um, and you know was still trying. To have to, to conceive um, naturally because I don't have the money for IVF and in the UK, which is where I'm from, um, they won't fund it for you over the age of 40. So I was way too old and, and, and I came to that point myself. And you know, that was a, it, you know, just coming up to turning 47. So you know, it was a long journey for me from you know wanting children when I was seven to hit the point of going actually you know I'm too ill to now even continue trying and the chances for me were so low that it was becoming um, that weighing in the balance it doesn't mean that it didn't sadden me to hit that point but I think just taking that control myself um, and making that choice for myself helped me to then give over that hope. But right up until that point, I hadn't given up hope. So it's okay to be on that journey. Just, you know, you know yourself what you can and can't endure. I'm hoping for a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is a biggie. Um, have you discussed your childlessness not by choice with uh, or your journey with anyone since joining the group, anyone, any family members or friends since joining the group? And, and I do now. I kind of feel like yeah. I kind of have a, a support behind me so that I'm mm -hmm. okay that if it, like, fell apart, I can go get help from the group. Right. <laughs> so I'm more brave. I think I talk about it in a different way now. It mm -hmm. wasn't something that was off the agenda before, but I'm more willing to be a bit more vulnerable about when I'm talking about it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to show the pain, whereas before it was like, you know, I have to be this brave, strong woman and, and not let anybody know how much it hurts. Because mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, people, people would say, you know, how many children do you have? Why haven't you got children? Why don't you just? And, you know, like, I wasn't going to let them into all of that raw pain that was inside me. So, you know, I, I would, now I'm like, you know, I can talk about it and say, you know, it really hurts and it, it really hurts that you think that I can just do something because if I could have just done something, it would have been done a long, long time ago. Exactly. Um, but I think the way, the way I talk about it's changed. And again, just, just like people have said, it's known that there's that support there knowing that there's people who really understand and it's okay if you share with somebody who doesn't understand because there are people who truly, truly do. I can say that I am a little bit more open in my discussion. I have always been a fairly uh, tolerant person because I come from a healthcare background and recognize different people say things that they don't intend for them to sound like they do. 
-hmm. but uh, I'm a little bit more open in my sharing, but I still tend to be a very private person. Yeah. Within my family, there's not a lot of empathy. Yeah. It's kind of like the white elephant in the room. Nobody yeah. ever talked about yeah. it. And when I tried, yeah. was told, everybody has struggles. I know this is one of yours. If you would just play with the kids and, and develop relationships with the kids, your childhood, your motherhood uh, needs would have been met. <laughs> that was a little harsh, a little bit harsh. <laughs> and so, therefore, that blunted any conversation that I ever had with the family. <laughs> And then I asked, you know, how do you deal with the times you, you feel down about your childlessness, your, your journey, your childless not by choice journey? And I asked them to encourage the childless not by choice woman or man who is listening because not, you know, sometimes it's, you have to admit you have ups and downs. You can't be rah, rah, rah all the time because that's not life. When I have those down times, I tend to uh, withdraw mm -hmm. or a few hours to a few days and I just during that time I just try and find something that I like about myself to kind of build myself up and you know whether it be you know that I, I'm creative that I like to crochet and I've been crocheting and knitting all week sometimes it helps to write about my feelings Mm -hmm. You know, when I get down, kind of get them out on paper. Because I don't necessarily have anybody in my life that I can share my deepest, most um, feelings about it. Although I'm, I'm still trying. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, in some ways it's, it's still tough, but in other ways it's easy. I guess the the toughness comes if I have to really, you know, I won't share the jealousy. You know, I'll keep that to myself and, you know, maybe my mom or one close friend would, you know, they listen to me and uh, kind of help me figure out a way that I could get around that negative feeling. Suggesting something like me making something for a child or go and visit or just, you know, just like one of the other ladies, I make my gift and enjoy a little bit and then I retreat. When I'm really down, sometimes it takes me a day or two to stop and think about it. But I, um, the same thing. If I go out and help other people, I feel a lot better. Um, if I also have to remind myself a lot how far I have come, like I'll get yeah. down on myself, but I remind myself how far I've come and that there are other people I can help lift up and that it's okay to have off mm -hmm. days. Things are going to throw us off, but, um, and honestly, the podcast helped me a lot. Um, it's like I have struggled and then there will be a podcast about it. So thank you. Yeah, I think 
for myself, just the place I've got to in my journey. Um, having having gone beyond the point where, you know, hi, new baby, here's a coat, run away. Um, mm-hmm. I now recognise that actually um, sometimes when I'm feeling down is when I actually need to be around the children that are in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so my little godson's only half a mile away from me. And um, when when I pop over, he, he calls me my Joanna. Um, oh. So I walk in the door and he says, oh, it's my Joanna. And just that sense of love coming from him helps mm-hmm. me to see, you know, like actually I'm really significant in this child's life. He's four. He still mm-hmm. wants cuddles and kisses and tickles and things like that. Um, so being around him actually makes it better for me in a strange mm-hmm. way. And um, I, I think, you know, again, that's just part of, of where I am in my journey. Um, but but long term, even from like day one, I always try and think of the silver lining in the cloud. So, you know, on the day when I'm really struggling and, you know, I think, oh, I'm just going to hide from the world and I'm going to have a bath and I'll soak in the bath for an hour and I'm going to sit with a book. You know, I, I think about people who, you know, don't have a bath, you know, don't have a book, don't have the luxury of a roof over their head or free health care in the same way as in this country. You know, and, and I have, you know, my friend who's little boy and godson to, you know, there's days where she's poorly and she's still got to go home and be a mum. And she's like, oh, I would give anything to have a long soak in the bath, but I can because I've got to get the kids to bed and then make packed lunches for tomorrow and I need to make lunch for me and my husband because they both work and, you know, and, and we're able to support one another. But she's like, I see mm. your pain. But my silver lining is the children, and I can say, well, you know, this is my pain being childless, but actually mm-hmm. the silver lining is that on a day when I'm feeling poorly, I can actually just be really selfish and look after myself. Mm-hmm. So I think for me it's it's that thinking, it's recognising the pain, but going actually, you know, that there is a silver lining in this in some of circumstances of life. And then I, I asked for closing comments, so check out the closing comments here. Thank, so, thank you for setting up the platform because yeah. we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your vision and what you set up okay. and you, you pushing through those early podcasts and getting to the point where things are getting better. And, you know, and, and it's been lovely to be part of this conversation tonight. Thank you. <laughs> What an awesome interview, right? I mean, the responses from these ladies, these wonderful ladies, it was just amazing to me. And and Joanna M is also a, um, after this episode, actually, um, Joanna M became a moderator for the platform as well. So I'm just really thankful to these ladies for them giving their time to helping me celebrate episode 100 of Childless Not By Choice. And again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. And remember, if you'd like to become a one-time or ongoing sponsor, or if you'd like to advertise your business or or an upcoming event, a one-time advertisement, contact me at info at sevillamorgan.com for details. And that information is in the show notes, but it's info at sevillamorgan.com. 
Remember, subscription to the podcast is free. Simply go to Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast player located on your smart device, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Castro, and search for Childless Not By Choice. Tap the subscribe button and you will receive notifications every time a new episode comes out. And um, in the show notes also um, are articles, maybe one or two articles on um, anything that was mentioned or maybe a news story that I found that I thought you might find interesting. Please always check the show notes because there's always great contact information in there as well as my contact information. And so um, you can always find me, like I said, on Facebook, on Messenger, Twitter, Instagram at Joy and Relevance. Pinterest and LinkedIn. So be sure to reach out to me if you have any questions. Remember also to check out my Tea Public store. Tea Public is a um, online store that houses uh, content, t-shirts, mugs, laptop cases, uh, bags, everything. You name it, Tea Public carries it, but it, they carry it with the logo of that particular platform. So my logo is all over all of that stuff. So some of the ladies even have mugs right now and uh, um, stickers for your your computers or your laptops. A lot of people, I have tons of stickers on my laptop cover. And um, so all types of things are in the Tee Public store. So the link to the Tee Public store is also in the show notes if you want to check it out. If you haven't finished Christmas shopping yet and you don't quite know what to get yourself, as a childless not by choice person or you have a childless not by choice family member or friend i think my my colors the purples and the lavenders and the the just the wording i think you might find it really nice on a nice mug right so be sure to check out the store the t public store it's a tee public forward slash childless not by choice but like i said i'll put the link in the show notes and look any questions at all please feel free to reach out. I am here. Give me 24 to 48 hours. And thanks again for listening to episode 100. My heart is completely full and just so thankful right now. And uh, thank you so much. Until next time. Bye. Bye.